episode is 29 right so 29 29 yeah welcome back to episode 29 of late arrivals coming up on 30 here uh good to be kind of back with everybody this week unfortunately we are kind kind of having to do something we did a few episodes ago uh having to run a three-man crew this week um jake again is having some internet issues so it's just going to be myself chris and lewis they uh they need no introduction you already know those two crazy cats so um yeah we're just gonna kind of you know kind of fly by the seat of our pants here and get into it for <laughs> for, uh, for episode 29 and then we should we should be able to make up for it next week because uh we got some uh uh we got a couple special guests coming on for episode 30 we'll uh we'll maybe uh, we'll maybe leave that for chris to to chris to unveil at the end here so do we uh, want to do it on the show or do you want to wait i mean yeah why not Okay. Up to you. Yeah, yeah, okay. Just do it okay. But we'll do it. We'll do it at the end. At the end. Yeah. To, to leave, leave the people hanging. Yeah, we gotta we gotta <laughs> keep you around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, uh, I believe since we last uh, since we last met, I know I was out last week. Uh, shout mm-hmm. out to our writer Jack for filling in for me. Again, Little Jack. Again, did a did a bang up job as always. Um, w- the last game that we covered, or uh, what? what had not happened last week when we covered had the oilers game happened or not yet no nope. that was the next day yeah so between the, this episode and the last episode um as it's kind of been all season long not a whole lot of success for the <laughs> uh, for one anaheim duck starting with this uh with this routing by the oilers so the ducks uh the ducks just kind of got mcdavid we yeah, for sure. It it was horrible. There was this, there's absolutely nothing to talk about. <laughs> Most of these like four games that happened uh since our last recording, they they were all pretty bad. Yep. Um yeah. except the penguins. The penguins game, they actually looked pretty decent, but but yeah, to go in and play the Oilers and lose six two, and then to play the Devils and lose six two. Like it uh but then yeah, but then, like I said, the Penguins game, you know, yesterday, because um, if you're listening to this, it's probably Thursday, maybe Friday. We're recording on Wednesday night right after this wonderful Flyers game that we all put ourselves through. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the um, Ducks looked decent against the Penguins, I thought. I thought they really had it when Zegers uh, gave us the lead there, 3-2, towards kind of towards the end. How much time was left? Like eight minutes when he scored that? Or for less, um, I don't know. Yeah, I want to say it was about seven or eight. Yeah, I d- I definitely yeah. agree. You know, out of these, out of these, you know, these kind of four games we're covering, all losses, yes. But I think everybody can definitely agree that um, the Penguins game on um, I almost said on Sunday, but it was actually yesterday. I got my whole days messed up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the <laughs> the Penguins game last night was definitely probably one of the best games, effort wise and compete level wise, that we've seen from the Ducks. Probably in the last month of play, I would say. Easily. Yeah. Um, easily. You know, they just 
they just kind of looked a lot more cohesive. And I think that was down to, you know, a, a, a very rare Dallas Aikens W. And that was <laughs> making some line changes that actually benefited the team and showed positive results for the team immediately. Um, you know, I, th- I think it had already been happening by last episode, but yeah, I you know we had kind of been running with this thing where McTavish had been playing as the first line center with Henrique and Terry on his wings. Zegers had been bumped down to the second line, but he had been playing left wing with Strom playing um, on the right. And then I believe uh, Vetrano playing or uh, no, I'm sorry. It was Strom playing center and then Vetrano playing on, um, on the right wing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that kind of continues for a couple of games. Um, you know, the second line with the, with Zegers on the wing and Strom at center is very clearly not being extremely productive according to the underlying numbers yeah this production and impact on the game had been dropping off um you know it was just kind of a lot of the same from ryan strome mm-hmm. um, that we've kind of seen all season just just a lot of poor defensive metrics poor defensive play just a lot of mediocrity from him but finally with this game against the penguins last night akins comes out and switches things up just a little bit Keeps the top line the same with McTavish centering uh, Henrique and Terry, but then actually moves Zegris to center on the mm-hmm. second line, pushes Vetrano down to the third line, brings up Comtois to play on the left wing, and then pushes Strom out to the right wing on the second line. Yeah. Which I think has kind of been what everybody on, you know, what kind of Ducks fans on Twitter and, and Discords and on other podcasts what we've all have kind of been calling for a little bit over the past month or so is, mm-hmm. is Strom is not this, or he, he he at least should not be treated as this, you know, stalwart down the middle where he's just anchored to center. I mean, you know, past comments that he's made about him preferring to play center, whatever that may be. Um, you know, it was, it was just a change that people have been kind of clamoring for. Um, and, and, at least in this Penguins game, and at least tonight, um, it paid dividends right away. Yeah, um, I know they didn't. I know they did not get on the score sheet tonight, um, but got on the score sheet a couple times last night against the Penguins. That line just looked a whole lot more cohesive. Zegers was able to play in the center finally, where he should always be playing. Um, at, le- at least with the current structure of the team and the current personnel on the team, he should always mm-hmm. be playing center no matter what. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just it just goes to show how much more Trevor Zegers can drive offense when he's in the middle of the ice and he's able to kind of play the center position and have that kind of, you know, that kind of ability to control the breakouts and and you know determine kind of what happens on the rush and stuff like that. So that was that was at least a positive change. And I feel like we got to kind of give Dallas Higgins his flowers there. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's maybe one wiltering dying rose that we're giving him because nothing else was different. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> Everything else is the same, even down to his comment in the devil's game, which I don't think, um, I'm not sure if you guys heard it, but his comment that according to Ryan Callahan, who was on, who was, who, who was doing the color commentating for that game. Oh God. He attributed Dallas Aikens to saying that right now he does not care about systems or structure only cares mm-hmm. about effort from his team. Yeah. That sounds a bit so shocking, great. shocking to hear, and all, and and honestly, like funny and laughable to hear because it just it just kind of gives everybody confirmation bias that Aikens doesn't know 
what's going on. He doesn't even care. <laughs> yeah. More confirmation bias that he doesn't have a true system here. He's just kind of telling players to all right to go out and play. Yeah. So we're not and, crazy. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> and I want to shout out Nate and Carter um uh from from uh, from the quack report our buddies over there i was listening to their podcast a couple of days ago and they kind of touched on they kind of touched on this a little bit and nate brought and nate and carter both brought up a good point saying you know these guys have grown up being parts of systems whether that's junior major minor peewee midget hockey like mm-hmm. even from there all the way up until you know at least the nhl level they've had some sort of system even down to the to the most basic lowest level swarms of hockey there's at least some sort of system and so it kind of it just kind of makes sense as to why everything looks so discombobulated especially on the defense because if you're telling guys like john klingberg and kevin shattenkirk to go out and just play defense you know those two guys may have different ideas of what defense is yes they're both defensemen but they both have different play styles they both have different you know ways they process the game so you know like uh, I think I think it was Nate that made the comparison. Like he's telling Klingberg and Shattenkirk to go out there. Klingberg's playing man. Shatten, Shattenkirk's playing zone. Like <laughs> no fucking wonder we're getting blown out six two seven one five yeah. like every night. It just kind of makes more sense to kind of what we've been seeing from Dallas Aikens. And I I just I just thought that quote was just was just so funny and just and just a lot of confirmation bias. Kind of kind of like I said. So I don't, I don't know what you yeah, guys. Yeah. Just what well, you just guys that, or at least, or at least what that guy's, or at least what that tells you guys. Yeah, it just proves um, what we've been saying like all season that there's a lack of communication, and it's like, I mean, since the beginning we've been talking about how if it looks like they're just being thrown out there, and you're just like, all right, do what you can, <laughs> and like nobody talks, mm-hmm. except Zegers because he's always talking, but obviously. Um, what, what Zegers is talking about, I have no idea. We have no idea. It could be about <laughs> his best friend might be on the other bench, and he's just talking about him the whole game. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just it just proves everyone's point, and at least we know that you know <laughs> we were right, and it's not that we're hating on this team, and we're not too harsh on on Aikens. It's actually a, a thing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then and then you know tonight, you know the uh, the second half of a back to back. Um, in a, in Pennsylvania here, Ducks Ducks playing in Philly tonight. Another not, you know, another not very close game. Um, you know, I thought I thought the Ducks looked okay in the first, but you know, just kind of, you know, it's almost just becoming it's almost just kind of becoming a trope at this point. We come out, we look okay in the first, and then we just completely fall apart in the last two periods of the game. What yeah. a, what a, was uh, Max Consoa doing? Yeah, oh, I was Jesus just about to. Ta- yeah, I was. I'm glad you mentioned that, Lou. I was I was just about to touch on this. Yeah, this is a pretty dog shit game for Max Comtois. You know, on the on the <laughs> in the first period to lead to the first goal of the game that made the Flyers go up one nothing. Um, Max Comtois he he initially took a penalty. Ducks killed it off, and then um, or no, he took a. I think he took a penalty, and then the Ducks killed a little bit of it off, and then we took another penalty. It was a five on three, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was a five on three. So Comtois finishes his penalty. He comes out of the box. The Ducks clear. Comtois happens to get a breakaway. Yeah. Not sure what he's doing on the breakaway. He 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 just completely flubs it. I don't even mm-hmm. think he got a shot off. Goes back the other way. The Flyers get the puck in the zone. You know, they're now on they're now in a five on four power play. Um 
they're circling the zone. You know, the puck kind of gets mishandled in the, in the middle of the ice. It goes straight to Comtois, who does something that I'm not really sure I've seen before. He has, it's kind of like Noah, like, or <laughs> Noah. It's kind of like Moses, like, separating the Red Sea. Like, he just had all this space open to just flip the puck and clear it. But he did this weird thing where he just like stick handled it three or four times and then a flyer came over and poked it off and then they go right to the net and they score. Yeah, why was he stick handling? I was stationary. It it was literally just one of those things where I legitimately don't know what he what he was thinking there. Yeah, I got And then a couple minutes later makes another mistake. He engages a flyer in a fight that ends up disallowing a goal from Kevin Shattenkirk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know a couple a couple more times in the game you know the you know I think I think the Flyers took a took a penalty or something like that and uh, you know he 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 goes over and starts a scrum right after the penalty is called risking getting put in the box and making it a four on four instead of giving the Ducks a man advantage so yeah I'm not I'm not too sure what that really was for Max Comtois tonight. I think, I think that that is just kind of the story of his game and who he is as a player, just not really a whole, not a whole lot of awareness out there on the ice. You know, he's got, he's got maybe some of the raw tools to, you know, to be successful. It's just, is he putting everything together in his head and is he, is he aware of what's going on? And is he, you know, thinking about (sighs) steps? Yeah. Like I I still can't get over how much time he had to make a decision. (laughs) I literally think it was maybe three seconds. Mm-hmm. If you go back and look at the clip leading up to the first Flyers goal, I legitimately think he had maybe three seconds to clear yeah. the puck. He just went. Yeah, he like stick. I felt like I felt like he stick handled for like three minutes straight. But yeah, and then it leads directly to a goal, and that's just like okay, you know, that's that's what happens. But I kind of wanted to go back really quick to the the Penguins overtime. What do you think of the the OT breakaway from Zegras? I didn't see it, so no, I was in, I was in Las so Vegas. So I think I think he's kind of I think Zegers there. He's kind of he's kind of damned if he does, damned if he doesn't, mm-hmm. in regards to whether he shoots or not. You know, I do think there was a little bit of blame on Fowler. I think in that situation, you know, for sure, two on zero with a goaltender, the guy can pass over to you at any time. Why is your stick not on the ice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, at the same time, Zegers got there way before Fowler, and you know, mm-hmm. you would maybe like him to shoot there, but at the same time, it, you know, Casey DeSmith had already committed to Zegers, and with the angle Zegers was at, I'm not sure there was a whole lot of opportunity for him to put the puck in the net. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if and if he does shoot the puck in the net, I mean, I mean, I mean, who knows what happens there? Could be a rebound, and the Penguins just go the other way and do exactly what they did. Yeah, which is just get the puck after Zegers, you know, tries to pass it to Fowler. Fowler doesn't have a stick down. And the uh, and the Penguins just go the other way and score and end the game in overtime. So Immediately. It's I mean, so I, crazy how that happens. I think, I think people were definitely overreacting mm-hmm. and being a little too critical of Zegers there. Um, you know, like like I said, he's kind of damned if he does, damned if he doesn't there. He was he was yeah. at a weird angle, so I could I could really – I can kind of understand he, he – uh, um, his decision to pass there what did what did you guys think of that my first reaction was i was i was mad that he didn't shoot um and then i saw the replay like three times and it's it looked like fowler was just like watching his best friend or like watching a kid walk for the first time he was it just looked <laughs> like he was like oh my god look at the go and then the puck was past him and next thing you know they're 
penguins are flying on the ice and Gensel just rips one. Um, but yeah, I was, I was a little upset at first, but then, like I said, after watching it a few more times and calming down, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was fine. It's like, you know what? It's whatever. Yeah. I, I, I was at dinner actually. I had just gotten to dinner, so I actually did not see any of the overtime. I didn't, I did not see the goal um live I had, to, I had to go on my phone and, and oh, look at okay. it afterwards but yeah when i when i initially saw it just just in normal time i was just kind of like what the fuck why why is he passing it there you can't really tell like on the normal replay that fowler doesn't have his stick down you can't really tell like you can't really fully see the angle that degris was at but when it was slowed down and seen um, and you know, seen from different angles, you can you can kind of sort of see what Zegers was thinking there. So I think I think I think people were overreacting to that a little bit. Um, you know, just kind of you know, like I said, he was, he, was, he was damned if he was, he was damned if he didn't. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Lou didn't see it because he was living his life. Hey, I'm kind of glad he made that pass because I won eighteen dollars and twenty cents. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Lou. Uh, Lou bet the I, over I took the I took the yeah I took the over. It was uh, six and a half. And Folks, that goal made it seven. So I'm gonna remind. And I didn't, you. and I didn't even collect it because I went home at like midnight last <laughs> night. I got home at like four thirty, so I didn't get a chance to cash it. We've got to save it, folks. Life is too short to bet the under. Let that let, <laughs> yeah. that let that be a lesson to you. I think this is. I think this is the beginning of starting like Lou's betting corner on LAP. <laughs> Who's call it lap bets? <laughs> lap bets. <laughs> Play lap bets to win your lap bucks. <laughs> with Lou. Lou, do you like the line for this game? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it was okay. Cool. This has been Lou's betting corner. Thank you. <laughs> Just never lost. Never yeah. lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we kind of we've kind of talked about it the last two episodes, you know, not really too much more at least on our end to go into the last couple games you know just kind of a lot of the same um you know we touched on um you know the lineup decisions that or the lineup changes that Aikens made a couple nights ago that seem to actually be doing well mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's just it's just kind of a lot of the same from the ducks Z- zero defensive structure um you know just kind of just kind of falling apart um in pretty much every other aspect of the game. I will say though, it does appear that the penalty kills looking a little bit better. I know they gave up at least one or two power play goals tonight, but yeah. um, at least at least those couple of games after the PK had had started to be looking a little bit a little bit more solid. So so some good signs there. And I think um, he's not back yet, but um, I think it was either Ali Lozoff or Lisa Dillman said that Lundestrom is on the trip, um, and he should yeah. be expecting to make his. Um, uh, to make to make his return from the lineup uh, sometime probably in the next two or three games. I'd yeah, say. I think he's I think he was he's been out for over a month now. Yeah, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think he was skating mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh for the morning skate, mm-hmm. I believe. So yeah. Um. Well, before we get to lose Disney Day. Oh well, really, well, really quick. Jack actually has a stat for us. He says, "Oh, writing my game recap right now, so I won't interact." But he said, "I just had to mention that I whipped out the stopwatch when he was rewatching the Comtois stick handling thing." Comtois held the puck for 2.78 seconds before Van Riemsdyk stole oh it. Oh my god! Scored. So I was I was, was kind of right. He had about three seconds. You said three. That's very three whole you, seconds. You, you pretty much got it right. Which in the NHL, that's a long fucking time. Like <laughs> yeah. that is way too long to just be holding the puck in the middle of the ice. Yeah. 
Felix says we are being too harsh on comp. No, we're not. Nope. No. Not. no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. I disagree. Did we, did we watch the same game tonight? I I, I would push back. Hashtag hashtag Jack with the stat cast. <laughs> Felix says the fight. Felix says the fight was worth. No, it's not. They were they were both Felix equally they were both equally <laughs> horrible mistakes. I would say uh-huh. they're different mistakes, but they're both. I I'd say they're both equal in nature. Yeah, both equal in nature. I agree. Um, sorry to interrupt, Chris. I know I know you were. Oh changing. no, you're fine. You are all good, my friend. So before we get into Lou's wonderful day at Disney, he had a blast, <laughs> as you can tell on his face. If you're, if you're not, <laughs> if you're not uh, watching and you're listening to this at a later time, he uh, looked at the camera and gave two thumbs up. Mm-hmm. So that means he had a wonderful time. That guy didn't speak did. much. But yes, yeah, quick shout out to our uh, network really quick inside the rink. Uh, make sure you go follow them. Um, they actually have, they actually had some fun news this week. They have expanded into baseball now so uh baseball season's coming up if you want to go follow them they we have great hockey writers inside the rink so i am 100 percent positive that it'll carry over to baseball um they've already dished out a ton of uh articles and stuff and their at is itd baseball it's inside the diamonds uh baseball so go follow them uh make sure you're following inside the rink we're trying to get them to to uh 5k i think they're like 20 away or something um but yeah and uh hey if you need espn plus uh sign up through uh our partner inside the rink um go to inside the rink.com slash espn sign up and it not only helps uh inside the rink as a whole or you know it doesn't help us as a whole it helps the whole uh network there inside the rank all their writers and all their podcasts which are all wonderful great people um but yeah go check that out and uh now lou if you want to talk about your your disney day Man, um, fun did you have? Coming up. Yeah, yeah um very fast it's coming up fast i think pitchers and catchers report here in just a couple of weeks so we're getting uh we're getting there folks and this hockey season i will say and sorry to cut Lou off i just want to say this hot is this season not like flying by it really is like, it's yeah. already almost february like that's a little nuts i feel I like know. i feel like we were just at the home opener like a few days ago <laughs> yeah i don't know what happened i hate that like once christmas is over i feel like it's already summer here after after christmas hits i feel like the season just it just goes and goes and goes and goes yeah cool so I'm tr- all I'm right well, yeah lou yeah. let's uh you were the uh sole member of uh the late arrivals crew to uh participate in uh, the ducks disney day last week so you want to you want to give a little recap on your experience what you thought it went you you had been to previous ones in the past right yes i've been to, okay cool. I think yeah, all so, of them. yeah yeah so how did how did this you know how how was your experience this time how did it how did it compare well, to well I, I woke years? up i woke up at like 5 30 to get there early so i could get a uh one of the wristbands to meet the players and by the time i got there they were already sold out so Oh my God. I wasn't able to see the players, but that's fine. Um, did they did they say like how many they had? Like, I think it was just first come first serve, and when they run out, they run out. I think that's how it went, but I'm not sure. But yeah, um, they had a bunch of duck stuff. Basically, like they had a corner of like you know how they used to do the um the Sunday games where they had the stuff in the parking lot, like the air hockey tables and uh other stuff they had that 
and then um a bunch of uh places to take photos with like ducks day signs and stuff mm -hmm. and then i forgot what happened <laughs> <laughs> i was i was i was kind of buzzed that day so yeah um, you started early that day, didn't you? Yeah, you were you were in those nine a.m. beers. Did you get Did you get in the nine a.m. fried chicken or no? No, I I, I didn't this time. I had oh, um, okay. I, I had the taco dude. place at the wharf. Oh, okay. I don't know if you know where that is, but um, is that California Adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And then at the uh, animation studio, I don't know if you know what that is. You could like draw characters of the Disney characters, and it was it was like all day. It was like. You could draw a duck character from like Disney. I saw your and duck. Then, yeah, I did a Darkling duck. Mm -hmm. That one was really hard to draw. <laughs> um, it's good in my eyes. I can't draw. So the parade was pretty cool. Although they 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 um put like the more popular players in like these little truck things, mm -hmm. like a trolley or something, and then they told all the non-popular players to get in a bus in the back. <laughs> I think like Cam Fowler and Toy Terry got their own thing, and then Jamie Drysdale and Mason McTavish was in one. I think Z wasn't there. I think he was sick that day. But yeah, that's what I heard. I heard he was sick. He um, was probably just hanging out with Jack Hughes. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I pretty much left after the parade, so I didn't get to see like what the Ducks players did, like oh, okay. throughout the park. Yeah, it was fun. I'm glad the ducks are doing that with Disney. Again. Yeah, it's really cool. I like I like seeing that. And did you did you uh, see anybody from other uh, ducks podcasts that were there? And did you miss everyone? Uh, no, I didn't see anyone. No. Aaron from uh, she talked hockey messaged me and said, "Are you still here? We want to meet you." But <laughs> I wasn't. I was already at home in bed. So. Oh my god! <laughs> little uh, little uh, little late there, Aaron. But, uh... <laughs> no, it was uh, like a, it was like like at six at six o'clock at night. She sent that. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. But so really like, for you, Aaron, I apologize. You're fine. Yeah, um, Lou. Uh, Lou had to go hit the sack early. Yeah, I was I, tired after yeah. that. Well, I the, do need this to... was this was the I have never been to one of these. This was the first Ducks Disney Day post COVID, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it'd been a couple years. Yeah, they didn't do one last year or the year before. Well, man, you know, Chris and Jake, I know I'm just talking to the ghost of Jake because <laughs> he's not on this one, but, you know, maybe uh, maybe we uh, we make plans to go next year. I yeah, know, I need to get I to it. Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun. I go to, it's, Disneyland, it's really fun. I, I go to Disneyland like once every two years, so mm -hmm. maybe maybe that could be my trip, so. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun, though. Well, uh, we'll see. <laughs> well... All right, fellas. Well, we had a couple rumors uh, come up. We are, um, you know, swiftly approaching the trade deadline. Trade deadline is March 3rd, I believe. Mm -hmm. January 17th today when we're recording this. I know it, that seems like a far way, um, a far way out, but let me let me tell you, it's not uh, it's not as far out as we think. We're going to start hearing hearing more trade stuff ramp up. It's going to be it's going to be jumping on us here pretty quick. Um, one of the first things that we heard um was john klingberg related um which is not surprising at all you know i think i think every ducks fan kind of knew that he was probably going to be moved at this deadline mm -hmm. uh, this kind of was more 
this news is kind of geared more towards what his asking price was. Um, do you guys remember? It's not in the notes. Do you guys remember where the source came from? Was it? Um, was it LeBron? Was it, it was it a uh, Frank Cervelli? It was one of those, I think. Yeah. It was either Pierre LeBron or Frank. Yeah, it was LeBron or Frank or Frank Cervelli, but. Um, apparently, apparently the Ducks for Klingberg are letting teams know that the ask for uh, the ask for him is a first round pick. Um, good news to hear for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I would love to trade Klingberg for a first round pick. I know there was some, there had been some debate over the past couple months that you know, is it going to be his reputation that kind of over, you know, that kind of overrides his pretty abysmal start to this season. Mm-hmm. To where you know we can we can still get a pretty decently high pick for him, hopefully a first, or you know we're teams going to be a little bit scared off by his play with us, um, and you know we maybe you know kind of get the short end of the stick there, and maybe you know only get a second or third out of him. So this is at least promising to hear. I think if you're if you're a Ducks fan, that Pat Verbeek is still you know at least for now he's not going to he's not going to give way to any, uh, you know, to any, to any John Klingberg naysayers around the league. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, and I mean, Hey, we've kind of all been making the joke. I mean, you know, somebody gave up a first for Ben Chirot last year. Yeah. If Ben Chirot can get a first, we can get a first for John fucking Klingberg. So, um, yeah. And he's picking up his good, play lately. So yeah, yeah. Good, good to see him get a couple points the past couple of weeks. Did he score tonight? No, he had an assist. Oh, yeah, he had an assist. Um, he had a goal, I believe. He uh, did he did he not have two points last night? I think, I think last he, night he did have two. Yeah, I think he scored a goal. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. scored one. Um, he definitely scored. But yeah, tonight he assisted on the Henrik Henrik goal. Yeah, and then against the Penguins, he <clears throat> he definitely uh, he definitely scored a goal. I, I don't remember if he had an assist too. I feel I kind of feel like he did, but. Um, Likewise. And then and then kind of another one that had been cropping up recently, kind of kind of out of nowhere. Um, at least once a week, Frank Saravalli kind of puts out a trade report. Mm-hmm. Um and in this past one, he was re- he was talking about Shane Gostasbear and how he he is somebody that's how he is somebody that's on the market. And in the article, um, it was kind of he kind of did this thing where he was talking about other comparable players who could potentially be on the move as well. And Cam Fowler was listed as one who could put as quote potentially available. I don't know if Lou wants to introduce this, but Lou kind of essentially memed this into reality. He kind of manifested <laughs> this, this, um, this Fowler potentially getting moved talk. Now um, it, it is extreme. There are, you know, some stipulations. If we if we were to trade Fowler, um, he only has a four team trade clause, which means there are only four teams that he can be traded to. He submits his list at the beginning of every season, um, so he can change it every season. But that means that there are twenty eight other teams, or that means that there are twenty eight other teams, yeah, that cannot trade for him. Only four this year can trade for him, unless he somehow just agrees to waive it. But um, not sure what you guys think as to how how likely you think a Cam Fowler trade may be, given given the state of this team, given how this is going, um, given you know the stipulations in his contract. Mm-hmm. Um, Lou, I know you're 
Fine. <laughs> I, I know you're probably going to double down on your bit here, but where's uh, where's uh, where's Cam Fowler going? Uh, well, he's where's he from? Detroit. Where's he? Where's he? Uh, where's he packing? Yeah. Where's he packing his bags off to? I think like Canadian and American. I think he was like born in Windsor. Yeah, Lou's been so. has been spending the last ten weeks. I've just been talking shit. Lou's been spending spending like the last 10 days in the Crash the Pond Discord photoshopping Cam Fowler on every NHL team's jersey, manifesting him out of here. I don't know where this came from. I don't know where where he got this idea, but Lou's uh, Lou's vendetta against... I was was just bored one day and I decided to talk some shit in the Crash the Pond Discord. I think... uh, Think you may have girl bossed a little too hard there, Lou. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder who the four teams are. That'd be interesting to know. Yeah. I I, I think it's gonna be Florida both Florida teams, because it's basically California weather. And no state tax. And no mm-hmm. state tax. And then maybe Detroit. Maybe Detroit. I I probably think. Detroit. And then <clears throat> oh. Fowler for cider? No way. <laughs> you think LA's on it? Jesus, I hope mm, not. I don't know. I don't know. But it makes sense if he didn't. If he was wanting to just stay in the area, yeah, not have to move. Cause and... I, yeah, because I know that there are rumors about Manson being okay signing or being traded to LA or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, you know, I know, I know at least from what I understand, him and you know. Josh Manson and Cam Fowler are pretty close, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if they if they held the same, you know, if they held the same belief. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, this is more kind of a I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing when it comes to Fowler. Yeah, that's like if it really starts picking up and we start hearing his name more, okay, then yeah, I'll be a little bit more inclined to to kind of think this is a reality. But right now, it, like if I had to say, do I think he'll be traded or not? I'd say no. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. but. But let's just let's just for fun, let's think about this. Let's say the Ducks do trade all of their UFAs on defense and Fowler at the deadline. So that's Cam Fowler, John Klingberg, Dmitry Kulikov, and Kevin Shattenkirk. That's four players in the current starting defense that are out for the rest of the year from the trade deadline to the end of the season. Yeah. If you were um you have tanking aspirations, like uh, like my background suggests. <laughs> This, uh, if you think about it, this post-trade deadline defense structure for the Ducks is going to decimate it oh, even more. Oh, a tanker's delight, a yeah. tanker's dream. Beautiful. We got like Colton White playing on the first pairing, like Nathan Beaulieu and Simone Benoit playing on the second pairing, oh. like Drew, Hellis- Drew Hellison and Vakanainen or whatever on the uh, <laughs> Austin Strand or, you know, just a whole bunch of yeah. Axel Anderson, whoever the fuck you want to call up and just kind of kind of ride out how, the ship until look right how bad it is. April. Look how bad it is with the guys we have. We're giving up like 35 to 40 shots a game. I can't even imagine what it would look like. And these are guys that teams are wanting to trade for. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Colton White would probably be the best defenseman. I would not, I, give me like a Colton White Drew Hellison pairing. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know. I know with uh, with Olin Zellweger getting getting traded to the Blazers and him and him now playing in the Memorial Cup. I know I know the dream of him maybe getting the last couple of weeks here with the Ducks um, is kind of crushed because he won't he won't be able to now because he'll be playing in the 
in the uh, in the in ah, in the Memorial Cup. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with Pavel Minchikov. But um, you know that that could have been a little bit fun. But hey, at least you know after the trade deadline, you know some ample opportunity for you know maybe somebody like a Drew Hallison, and then you know and then you know who knows maybe somebody like an Axel Anderson who who you know probably would not have gotten a shot during the middle of the season to get to get some good minutes before you know before hopefully a guy like Hallison has, has an elevated role going in, going into next year. So um, yeah, just a little, just a little, just a little thought there. Um, I, I kind of, I kind of agree with Jack as well. Uh, he said in the chat that the stars feel right for Fowler. Yeah, and yeah. I can kind of see that. Yeah. Yeah. Stars maybe. Yeah. I could, I could picture that. Mm-hmm. And who knows what goes on? You know, he could, he could be like, Hey, if you guys do want to trade me, like I'll wave to a couple of these teams, you know, you, mm-hmm. you never really know what kind of, we don't get insight to those, to those sort of negotiations until after something like that has occurred. So, I mean, not you know, yet. We're going to tap in soon. Don't worry. Tap in. Lap is coming. <laughs> baby. Um, Lap tap. <laughs> well, should we, uh, no, it's another kind of bleak week to pick, uh, to pick our three stars of the week, but should we get into our, uh, our three star choices? Luke, Chris, yeah. you want to you head it off? I'll start. Cause I already have my three. Okay. Right. Go ahead. Okay. okay. Uh, third star. I'm actually, this might be a first in LAP history, but I have Klingberg in my three-star selection. I have him at number three. Okay. I have Zegris at number two and Henrique at number one. Because Zegris um, has almost been like a... I think he's almost been like a point per... I think he has been a point per game since we last recorded. Um, okay. okay. And Henrique has been... Henrique has been awesome. He's scoring like every night. And he's leading the team now in goals. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's that's kind of essentially what mine is going to be. I mean, I mean, maybe I'll just be a little bit different. I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep Henry as my first star, but I'll make, I'll make Klingberg my second star just cause I know, you know, it had been a pretty abysmal start to the season for him mm-hmm. or a pretty abysmal first half of the season for him. But, you know, last week or so, you know, he's definitely kind of looked to be picking up his play, getting a few points, couple goals here. Um, keep him on the first power play unit we need this dude to start getting points we need his value as high as it can be going into the trade <laughs> deadlines we can get as much back in that return as possible yeah. dallas staple him to the pairing and don't touch it or come on staple dallas. him to the first unit and and shut the fuck up um <laughs> and then and then my third star i'll give it i'll give it to i'll give it to trevor's eagers as well looking looking okay. a whole lot better you know being after after being moved back to center so mm-hmm. good uh good signs for him i i hope we just run mctavish and zegers both down both down the middle at at one c and two c the rest of the year just keep it like that don't touch it whoever's on their wing whatever but yeah just keep it like that how about uh all right praise is over now we got to get into the critiques. Who's everybody's lame duck of the week? Did Lou give us three stars? Did I miss? I oh shit! No. Oh, I'm sorry, Lou. I apologize. I I, I agree with both of you. No. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> lame duck of the week, Lou. You sticking with? Uh, you sticking with one Simone Benoit? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. Me too. It's been man just called Benny. <laughs> Just because tonight really pissed me off, and I never oh my god, before, oh, Max, Max Comtois. Comtois. I'm giving it it's Comtois. That was just okay. Yeah. Well, so before we uh, before we kind of transition into NHL news here, um, a couple uh, a couple more games on this road trip coming up for the Ducks. We got uh, the Blue Jackets on Thursday. Um, we 
at least if you're in Southern California, 9.30 a.m. morning puck drop on Saturday. Ducks are in Buffalo. And then is that Monday the Ducks are in Arizona or is that Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. So Ducks get uh, Ducks get Sunday and Monday off. And then the the Ducks are uh, the Ducks are coming to ASU. Yeah, man. I mean, hey, if you I was making the joke before we started recording, but. At least Thursday, if you're looking at the standings. Oh, you know how ugly that game's probably going to be. No, <laughs> is that is that is that a must lose game for the Ducks? Like if you're, you got tanking aspirations. I mean, hey, I mean, you know, go uh, go lose against the, go lose against Columbus, and then and then maybe win against the Sabers. I don't know, but I'm uh, I'm like excited and then not at the same time for the Ducks Sabers game because if I just feel like we're gonna get taged. And if and, we do, uh, that's fine. And if we, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm gonna hear it from my family for at least the next two days after that. So, oh, well. <laughs> just, uh, just, uh, just flash your Connor Bedard jersey at them. And <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna try to get to Ducks Coyotes. Uh, Ducks are wearing the reverse retros out here in Arizona, so nice. that'd be cool. Um, tickets are crazy expensive right now, so I'm hoping for uh, some good news on maybe like. Standing room only tickets or something. That's how I. Have that's the, how I got to the Sabers game. Nice. Have the Coyotes uh, formally announced a new alternate? Uh, no, they've just been like teasing it. I think. Um, I think it drops tomorrow. I think I saw. Oh, did you? Yeah, uh, that guy that's got all the jersey leaks. Like I think. I think he said it's. It's either tomorrow or Friday. I think. Okay. Today's yeah. Wednesday, right? No, today's Tuesday. Tuesday. Right. Yeah. I kind of like it. I mean, I know a lot of people don't, but. I like the moon patch for the captain. Yeah, and like the uh, assistants are like cactuses. Two, yeah, two like cacti together. It looks cool. Yeah, I like yeah. it. And the color. I mean, I like Connor. I I saw you tweet this like earlier in the day today that people hate on the maroon, that maroon and white or like sand color. Yeah, and I don't understand it. I I've always liked it. It's different. Nobody's really yeah, that. I've... Color. I've always I've always thought that yeah that kind of that kind of maroon sand color that the coyotes had mm-hmm. I always thought it was kind of unique and different and kind of cool um you know I never had a problem with the colors I just thought maybe you know jerseys in the past didn't execute it right mm-hmm. but I think I think uh yeah I think I think this iteration or what we'll what we'll see from the coyotes with their with their alternate jerseys it'll it'll be a nice uh, a nice little shakeup I like I like how the captain C is like a, a moon crescent, and then mm-hmm. uh, the alternate A was like two cactuses, like kind of leaning against each other. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, 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 that was, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I like them. I got a little bit of pushback on that tweet, but that's uh, okay, whatever. Fuck them, can't win them all. Yeah, the actual word mark logo. I mean, it's okay, but I'm not a really fan of that. But it's all right. I like, I like I the design be- in the bottom. Yeah, like I would have maybe fixed the font a little bit. That might have been the only thing I would change. But I mean, everything, everything else. I think I think it's a solid jersey. I'm all I'm all for unique, unique color combinations. Like I'm so sick of the red and the blue and the white and like just every team, every other team having the exact same color. So mm-hmm. I like it. I liked it. So yeah. Cool. Well, we uh, with the All Star news. Um, the, we finally got the, uh, you know, we got the players announced last week, or at least the first round of players last week. I think tomorrow we get, um, the vote in players announced. Um, so, uh, maybe, uh, maybe by the time you're listening to this tomorrow, 
uh, or listening to this maybe on Thursday or Friday. Um, those players have been announced. Um, but we uh, we officially got uh, the All-Star coaches, um, the All-Star coaches announced. We have uh, in the Pacific, uh, Bruce Cassidy. Uh, in the Central, we have Pete DeBoer. In the Metropolitan, Rod Brindamore. Uh, and the coach of the Atlantic uh, Division All Star team is going to be Jim Montgomery. So, yeah, uh, there's no surprises there, really. Yeah, yeah no I think I think all those coaches are deserving. I got I got no qualms with that with that group. Um, good to good to, you know good to good to see Rod the Bod in there. Uh, Who's the central <laughs> coach? Uh, Pete DeBoer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I think DeBoer's really earned it with yeah. uh, with how the stars have been playing this year. So no, no. Uh, no gripes there. Um, this is really interesting, though. This sparked a really good debate last week in the Crash the Pond Discord. I'm not sure if you guys saw, but Connor McDavid made a couple comments um, about the current overtime format in the regular season in the NHL. Um, you know, he essentially said that he's not a fan of the shootout and that mm-hmm. he thinks he thinks essentially like a 10 minute 3v3 um, would be a lot better. And then you know, I I don't know if he mentioned anything about you know what would happen after the ten minute three v three. I don't know if he mentioned yeah. the tie or anything, but um, yeah, you, you know, I I find myself agreeing with Connor McDavid there. Yeah, you know, I, I, agree I with just him I'm 100%. I'm not a shootout guy. Mm-hmm. I just I think it's boring when there's a great back and forth game in 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 regulation goes to overtime and then overtime is crazy nobody ends up scoring and it goes to a shootout. I kind of feel a little like, Oh, well, this kind of fucking blows like this great display of hockey that we just watched for, for 65 minutes has to end in essentially a skills competition. Yeah. And I just, in my opinion, yes, I understand that there's a little bit of merit there to saying three or to saying that three on three hockey is really not, real hockey it's not close to the way the real game is played but at least there's still three other opponents on the ice that you have to strategize and navigate around and take account yeah. for when you're trying to mm-hmm. score it's not just one-on-one in my opinion maybe a little bit of a hot take the reason why a ducks fans now just suddenly love the shootout and are fine <laughs> with it <laughs> they don't they they don't actually like the shootout. Do you know what they like? They like watching Say. Trevor Zegris and Troy Terry go one-on-one with a goaltender. They don't yeah. actually like the shootout. They like seeing specific players go one-on-one with a goaltender. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I agree, though. I, I, I can't stand the shootout. It was cool when they first introduced it, like, way back in, like, 2006 or something. I don't know. Um it was cool then, but it's definitely run its course, in my opinion. Uh, ten minute overtime would be great. I've been wanting that, even if it's um, even if they didn't want to do the full ten, they want to do like seven or eight or some random number like that. Just a little bit more than five. I love the three on three format. I think it's a lot of fun. Most overtime, like sometimes I'll tune into a game that I haven't been watching because it's going to overtime. Because mm. I actually do really enjoy over uh, the three on three overtime. Um what like you said he didn't say he didn't really specify what would happen after a 10 minute shootout if it was still tied uh i would hope for a just to end in a tie i could i think i'm at the point where i'd rather have ties back than the shootout bring back the tie like yeah bring back the tie. just 
Just have it how soccer does, where it's three points for a win, one point for a draw or a tie. Mm-hmm. And there's no loser, like there's no loser point. If you go to OT yeah. and lose, you lose. Like you don't get like you, you know, I hate the OT point. The OT point is ridiculous. Yeah. And then if you win an OT, you only get two points. So you lose that third point. I think it'll it'll make teams want to end games in regulation a lot more. Right. Exactly. Because um, you do see teams all around the league playing for overtime towards the end of the third. They're like, oh, let's just get the, you know, the loser point. Let's mm-hmm. at least secure that. Um, but honestly, 10 minute uh, three on three, I can't see it going needing any more time than 10 minutes. I yeah, mean, I agree. I feel like with just how wide open three on three is, I feel like yeah. that's the amount of time for their goal to be scored. And with how exhausted yeah. everyone would be, I mean, it's just you're waiting. At some point, it might turn into a shootout. Anyway, yeah. like everyone's going to be dead on the ice. If neither team has scored in ten minutes, you know, you know, I mean, I mean, good on the goaltenders. I think I think both goaltenders have then each earned a point there. So you draw, yeah. and you end with a tie. But yeah, we need like if I had it my way, eliminate the shootouts, go back to ties and. And have the point system be a three-one-zero point system. Yeah, the OT point is stupid. The shootout's <laughs> lame. Ducks fans only like the shootout because we now have Trevor Zegers. Nobody liked it as nobody liked it this much before Trevor Zegers. And that's yeah. not a knock on Zegers. That's just me. That's just me pointing out that it's funny now that we have the players like suited for the shootout. <laughs> now the shootout's fine and it's great. But when we yeah. didn't have the players suited for it, when it was just Corey Perry going out wide a million miles and then gets off just skating up and shooting it every time <laughs> yeah everyone was like the shootout, it sucks i remember like, i remember when silverberg like screaming themselves over the silverberg shootout. was like a lock wasn't he a few years back yeah but i mean that was just so long. yeah he's just not the same player anymore no he's not you know but yeah I'm, i totally says, agree with johnny Connor says McKay. i totally disagree there's so much gamesmanship and strategy involved i think he's regarding the shootout nope no, Trevor Zegers has literally said that when he goes and takes a shootout, he has no idea what he's doing. He just does something <laughs> random. So no, he that's skates not right. in really slow and. Probably <laughs> and I would assume, what he's I would doing assume while he's... the players either do the exact same thing every time, or they mm-hmm. do what Zegers does, and and they just kind of do it at random. So no, there's no strategy. Yeah. Um. But yes, back when Sylph was young and you know in his prime. Um. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was definitely a menace in the shootout. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I thought. It, I thought it was good to see. I mean, probably probably the biggest name in the game, you know, come out and have and have a critique like that. You know, I thought. I, I think that's healthy and good for the game when players are like, you know, the hey, you know, this is actually how I would have it, and especially a player of McDavid's stature. I thought. Um. You know, I thought this was. Uh, this was a cool thing to hear. Yeah, for sure. um, I didn't think I'd agree with him, but yeah. here we are. Yeah, and you know, fortunately for the Ducks here on the West Coast, we aren't the only kind of dumpster fire right now. Um, everyone's everyone's favorite GM, Jim Rutherford. <laughs> he uh, he kind of came out um, in an interview regarding the Canucks and kind of how their season has gone to shit and how they might be selling off a lot of their players and just kind of and just kind of buying into to the bad season. Um, Jake wrote it in the notes that uh, Rutherford did his best Bob Murray impression. <laughs> he uh, Rutherford essentially said that the Canucks do not need to rebuild. Um, he literally said, we need to retool the roster. I don't know about you guys, so but that just, gave, that just gave me like, like, you know, 
like you all know that gif of that of that hamster that's like look that's got like the thousand year <laughs> stare and then it's just fading to like yeah videos yeah. in the background <laughs> that was literally me because that's exactly what bob murray said in his last yeah. you know a year or two before before he ended up getting you know getting canned and it's exactly why the ducks have been bad for so much more for so much longer than they really should have been it's exactly mm-hmm. why yes we're in year five of being bad but this is really kind of only year two of the real rebuild yeah so yeah just very very similar words and very similar feelings there for uh uh for ducks fans hearing that from jim rutherford um yeah I wish, that chills down my spine i wish so canucks, have fun with that i wish, I wish, Can- I wish canucks fans well um knowing the vancouver fans and media i'm sure this will be taking i'm i'm sure this will be taken positively and well and maturely yeah then they'll dump uh, uh boudreaux bring in rick yeah, Pocket, and everything will be yeah, yeah well, that, like, they like, want to replace him with rick pocket that's like replacing your house with a 410 <laughs> like what are you doing there buddy? hey man yeah some fans are pretty big i mean yeah i mean canning boudreaux just to bring in a guy like rick Tockett, i mean that's just that just seems like taking multiple steps backward but yeah anyway at least the ducks can feel at least the ducks can feel better they're at least on a rebuilding path the canucks yeah. seem to be where the ducks were about two or three years ago and we're didn't really have any plans weren't making the trades that they needed to so yeah and you've seen this movie you... before canucks fans um oh yeah 100 percent. have fun with that you know we'll be watching from afar having a snack yeah but uh lou have you seen tents at dick's because they're actually pretty nice Tense a tent, baby. <laughs> tense a tent, you know? Yeah, well. I mean, if it's a big tent, you could house, like, four people in there. It's not too bad. There's some tents that have, like, a main area, and then there's, like, two separate rooms, dude. It's already it's pretty much a, an apartment. Mm, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Did you want to talk about um, uh, torts? John Torrell's been kind of busy this week. Oh, banning ipads banning ipads and then the whole thing tonight but uh banning ipads yeah he banned banned ipads from the bench because he thought players were spending it was something like players were spending too much time you know re-watching their shifts and re-watching game film instead of actually looking at what was happening on the ice so i mean i don't really i don't really have any like you know i'm not on an nhl bench so i don't know like how much it truly impacts the game so i i can't really i don't really feel like i can i can really comment on that you know yeah yeah <laughs> it's just yeah, weird but, like those damn kids you know yeah yeah and i know but, i know we were just uh you know kind of giving our canucks friends a little bit of a hard time but just a little south of vancouver down there in seattle we've got a really good story developing this year the kraken are a wagon folks and they just uh they just got done sweeping an eight game road trip which until then had been unheard of. I believe, if I if I remember correctly, when they won their seventh game of the road trip a couple of days ago, I think I saw a tweet that the Kraken were the first team in both the NHL and NBA to go seven and zero on a road trip, mm. which says a lot. <laughs> yeah, it says. I mean, I mean, you know, given given you know how often you know we see teams have these have these incredibly long road trips of six, seven, eight, sometimes nine games. Um, it's kind of crazy to think that that has never happened before. And when you think yeah. back, it's like, yeah, these road trips, these road trips do take a lot out of good teams. 
you know, you're not just guaranteed wins on the road just because you're good and the other teams are bad. You know, being on the road for that long does take a toll on you. Yeah. Um, and the Kraken are just fun to watch, man. I they shut I, out the Bruins in Boston. That was crazy. Yeah. 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 That was probably the most the most statement win by far of their road trip. I I like the Kraken. I don't want to hate the Kraken. Like everybody, everybody kind of hates and shits on Vegas. Kind of rightfully, I think. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, um, I don't want to. I don't want to hate the Kraken, and I like them. I, so. Yeah, I, I, I can't hate them. At least not yeah, yet. I don't mind. I just, you know, I'm sure that'll change if you know we have a playoff series against them in a in a in a few years. But for right now, I want to see them do well. You know, they're kind of the one team in the division that I don't despise. So I'd like, I'd like to see them have have some success and I'd, I'd like to see them go on a go on a on a decent playoff run and i'm a i'm just a big maddie veneers guy so same uh, here yeah he's he's tearing it up he's looking phenomenal so right there right there with mctavish um at the at, at the top of the rookie scoring race too so that should uh, that should be a fun little battle between between two division uh between two division foes here this year um, yeah and uh what sucks with that crack and eight game win streak is they have now followed it up with a two-game losing streak, losing back-to-back nights. Oh, lost. had they really? <laughs> yeah, they lost. They lost last night to the Lightning four-one. They got beat by the Oilers tonight five-two, and they got the Devils on Thursday. Heroic Chicken says, "I solely hate them because they're in Seattle." Yeah, so it's weird. So, like, I'm like an Anaheim sports fan through and through. I'm a huge Angels fan as well as being a Ducks fan, and I, I, I hate the Mariners. I hate the Seahawks. As I'm a Rams fan too. I don't know why. I just, I can't hate them yet. They haven't really done anything to me yet. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. like I'm kind of, I'm kind of one of those fans. It's like, like, I, like just because you're there, I'm not going to hate you. Like there has to be a little bit of history. You know what I mean? So as all, you know, as all good things do, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll come to an end at some point, but um, you know, at least for now and for this season, I, uh, I enjoy, I enjoy watching, watching the Kraken play. Yeah. Was there a, was that a was that a Stanley Cup final preview the other night? With uh, oh god, with Kraken Lightning. Could be. I hope the Lightning are back in there. Preview. Dude, give me like Kraken Devils. How fun would that be? That would be cool. Kraken yeah. Leafs. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Could you imagine the Leafs losing to the Kraken in the Cup final? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that'd be fun to watch. Yeah. And then I don't know if you guys read too much into this. I really didn't. Robin Leonard filed bankruptcy because of an exotic <laughs> snake collection. Did any? I didn't that, read the article to be honest. Did any? Of again? <laughs> what? Robin <laughs> Leonard filed for bankruptcy oh. due to in like I don't even re- really remember what it was. Exotic snake collection. Yeah. So apparently. The the I think it was something about whoever's suing uh who Robin Leonard is with on this or something all was also with Evander Kane. Yeah. So during his are... thing, I, I don't know. It, I read the one thing about uh about this whole Leonard situation and it just got weirder and weirder as it went along because apparently I want to say that he he put down like so much money on these snakes and he was paying like monthly. He was he was doing like payments on them. Interesting. Okay. And apparently the guy that he got these snakes from died. 
<laughs> so I don't know. I guess he died. And like the payments weren't happening anymore. And I guess whoever whoever is going after Leonard wants that money that he hasn't paid over however many months or however long it's been. And uh, so, yeah, now he's like in some serious debt. <laughs> I don't know. It was such a weird story. <laughs> I just I was not prepared for that this week like i that's not something that i thought was going to be what is an exotic snake like what kind of snakes classifies an exotic probably just like a tropical island kind of you know that's at least that's what i think when probably i don't know man i'm not in the snake game rare snake is (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was that was something to read speaking of snakes i just i just got a snake talk to you the other day Ooh. If you're listening, he just showed off his snake tattoo. Yeah, that'll be five dollars from everybody watching in the chat. Please slap after dark, baby. Please, no free, no free shoulder. Showing skin, gotta love it. Free shoulder news. And uh, Sean uh, Hardcore Luchador, also one of our writers in the chats, also mentioned, and he's countersuing because they didn't tell him it was expensive to own the snakes. (laughs) Sure. Okay. All right. Oh, that's the best. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, do we want to get into the uh, lap game of the week, and then we'll have uh, uh, we'll have Chris do his little spiel, and then and then we'll uh, we'll get into the questions. We can okay. do that. So, okay. so, right. so our just... our LAP game of the week last week was Kings Devils, and uh, I didn't realize that that game was on NHL Network, <laughs> so I couldn't watch, but. Uh, Devils did win 5-2. Um, it was a pretty crazy game. It was uh, Kevin Fiala started everything off for the Kings. He got his 16th of the year. Uh, Tatar got his 10th of the year to tie it. That's the first period. Second period, um, Halla. I, I didn't know Halla only had two goals before that. That was his third goal of the season. Oh, really? Has he been? I don't know if he's been hurt. Uh, and then Kopitar got his twelfth. Oh man, I cannot say that name. This guy, <laughs> this guy got his first goal of the season uh, to give the Devils a three-two lead, and I don't even want to try that because I would feel terrible if I try. It, try. It. Let me, let me, let me see if I know who it is. Who is oh it? Jesus Christ! Do you want me to really try this? Okay, yeah. Nikita. Okay. Ak Kotuak. Let me, let me, let me see. Hold on. <laughs> Let me go to the let me go to the Devils roster. I, I apologize. I'm, so I'm pretty good with names. Let me yeah. like weird names. I apologize to Nikita and his family. Oh, oh God! Shout right? out Nikita and his family. Probably Okatiuk. 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 I have no idea. Okatiuk. Anyway, he made it three two. Get his first of the year. So congrats to him on his. I'm guessing it might be his first NHL goal because I've never heard of him. Um. <laughs> Ryan Graves scored, got his fourth, and then Jesper Bratt got his 18th to make it 5-2 as an empty netter. Thank you to him for fantasy points. He's one of my faves. The three stars of the game were Severson at three, Drew Doughty was the second star, and Jack Hughes was the first star, of course, because he's Jack Hughes. Nice, nice. But yeah, I mean, it was a cool game. I was trying to follow it as much as I could on Twitter. Nice. Um, I think that was. I think that was on... NHL Network? Yeah. Well, my Maybe. pick, my pick for this week is not on NHL Network. 
Okay. Absolute barn burner of a game, or at least it should be. Okay. Give me abs cracking on Saturday night. Abs cracking. That would be good. Um, Tampa, Tampa at Calgary at 10 o'clock or 12 p.m. on Saturday. Ooh, a little, a little matinee game. All right. Yeah. Who'd you say, Lightning and who? Uh, Calgary. Okay. Those Jake, are both on Saturday. Jake, if you're still in the chat, you want to you wanna give us your pick? Let's see what I want here. I didn't know that the Ducks-Sabres game is on NHL Network, so that's going to suck. I'm going to have to get a virus to watch it. Ah, oh, the Leafs-Canadians are on NHL Network, too. God damn you. Jake says... Uh, Jake says Knights Capitals on Saturday. All right. I was just about to pick that one. <laughs> All right. I'll try to pick one that's not on Saturday. I found a good one if you don't want to, if you can't find one. What's that? Um, blah, 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 blah. Winnipeg at Toronto on Thursday. Oh, no. We just do Friday to, to Monday. Oh, never mind. I'll do, Carry I'll on. do, <laughs> I'll do Islanders Leafs on Monday. Ooh. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So we got it set. Chris will, uh, Chris will be putting that together in a tweet and then uh, yes, throw, sir. throw a poll on that. You guys can go vote. Um, I'm sure he'll be firing that off soon. So go vote. Please for the vote. Go vote for the lat left. Holy shit. Go vote for the <laughs> last game of the week. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, we uh before we transition here, you want to uh wanna let the folks know uh where they can find us and all that? Yes. So if you like our stuff, you love our content, you love us because we're just so cool and fun. Look at Lou. He's having so much fun. He's not feeling just well, a, so I'll leave just him. Just a barrel fun, man. <laughs> But yeah, if you like what we do and you know you want to help us grow and continue uh, growing our network and everything, you can find Late Arrivals Pod on Twitter and Instagram at Late Arrivals Pod. Um, make sure you follow our network inside the rink. They're also on uh, Instagram with the same at. Um, there are a lot. There's a lot of great people. Like I said earlier, just go and support them. Support us. Um, Honestly, moving over to inside the rink has been one of our best uh, decisions so far in the in the podcast game. Um, it's it's been a lot of fun, and I don't know if you guys wanted to bring up our record breaking week or what. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know you you guys keep track of the stats way more than I do. I'm not I'm not as as in tune with that. So yeah, go ahead. I'm addicted to it. <laughs> but anyway. Lou, do you want to check right now and see if it's moved at all? For last week, it's at, holy shit, 828. 828? Yep. All right. So, yeah. Um, Almost doubled our uh, views. Last, download yeah, from last, last week. From we week broke, last week, we broke a oh, download yeah, record. Um that broke a record that was also broken the week before that. Like we've, we've broken the record two straight weeks. Um, we had like almost 500 downloads in one week uh, to break the record. That was, I think we were close to like 400. We were like almost like, it was like 384 or something 
that was our largest uh got bumped up to like 490 something and uh this week um like uh, like Lou said he said 826 uh 828 downloads in one week that is ridiculous i never imagined seeing that number in like se- like a 7 day uh course there for no. for downloads so that's pretty cool we're all very excited about that um thank you yeah thank you honestly to everybody and hopefully we can uh keep the trend going so uh like i said follow us on on twitter and instagram at, at late arrivals pod um if you know anybody who is looking for hockey podcasts or just you know they don't have to be a Ducks fan. We try to we try to cover the whole league, as you all know that who have been here for a while now. But um, kind of share with your friends and get the word out. Um, we do have some more news coming hopefully soon. It's not like pen to paper or anything, but there's something in the works that I think people might be excited for. And I don't want to mess with it too much yet because I don't want I don't just in case something happens. I don't want to. But yeah, uh, we should have some more news to announce some some pretty big news to announce within the next week, hopefully. If you're uh, if you're familiar with the uh, with the uh, Orange County, uh, Orange County beer scene, (laughs) you might uh, you might like this news. But like I said, nothing, nothing's official yet. Just got something in the works. But, you know, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. when I so, can uh, we can uh, we can we can bring that news to you guys. It's, uh, it's yeah. Exciting, so, so um, you know, after you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, um, if you feel like supporting us in another way, um, you can f- uh, subscribe to us right here on Twitch. If you're not already, um, you get a lot of fun things with it. Um, you get to see Sam of the Seal. Finally, we got our little thingies with Sam of the Seal. Um, but yeah, subscribe to us here. Um, and if you want to support the network a little bit more along with us, if you're not interested in ESPN plus, you can sign up for ITR plus, which is inside the rink plus, and that will give you access to all of our articles and everything that you already get, but it'll be ad free. Um, you can sign up for a newsletter. You have a chance to win merch and stuff like that. So it's a lot of fun. It's very cheap to sign up for ITR plus. So, um, if you want to go to inside the rink.com and, and find that and, uh, and do that as well. We would uh, appreciate it. And not only us, but inside the rink as a whole would really love you for that. So, but yeah, that's it. And I am about to tweet the game of the week. So, all right. All right. Well, uh, getting into, while Chris does that, let's, uh, let's maybe get into uh, everybody, everybody's, uh, everybody's favorite segment of the show. We're hearing that here in the last little part here. And uh, let's get into some, uh, some listener questions here. Sound good? Uh, sound good, fellas? Yes. Okay. Do it. Good with that. I don't know, Chris. You want to you want to do like uh like I do one, then you do one, and then I do one, and then you don't want to kind of. We can do off. that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's uh we'll start off with uh, our good pal over at Hockey Three Six Five. Um, everybody, make sure to go follow uh, him on Twitter at Hockey Daily Three Six Five. Um, always doing a good job of keeping up with um with posting highlights of of the games happening every uh, happening every day. So uh, make sure make sure you go support him. He's been a, he's been a great supporter of us while uh while we've kind of been starting up and uh and getting our base going so shout out to a shout out to our friend over there um, he's the greatest his question for his question for us this week is what are the odds that we'll see an nhl team outside of the u.s and or canada in our lifetime and if so when do you think and where hmm. i would say in terms of 
like in our lifetime like i mean okay so let's assume we all live to i mean we're all 2030 let's assume we all live another 70 years let's say we all live into our 90s okay <laughs> another 70 years probably i mean who knows what professional sports are going to look like in 70 years anyway but just to, just to be fun i'll say i'll say sure we will see a team outside of the us and canada in the nhl at some point although when i would say that's probably going to be later rather than sooner i just mm-hmm. i just don't see that i just don't see that happening now um you know i just think there's you know we hear kind of you know rumblings of maybe the nfl wanting to move to london but that's just because kind of you know the way their schedule works they only play they only play 18 games yeah uh, you know so they're not having to travel as much as an nhl team so i think i think with just how how many games are played in an nhl season and just how crazy the travel is already for teams that are just in north america i just think that there are just too many difficult logistics where it would make sense right now for a team to be outside of the u.s or canada Um, yeah so yeah that's kind of that's kind of my take on that i I pretty much agree with that. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but it, it would be cool to see it. And if we were to see it, my guess would be like Mexico. I don't yeah, think it would be out of North America. I think it'd be Mexico because the travel and everything and when our games start and all that, I, th- I just think it would be a hard sell for people that are NHL fans in North America to really put any time or effort into this expansion team. That would be say in like somewhere, just somewhere in Europe, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then that team also traveling back and forth from because I mean they'd be the only team in Europe, so they would have to travel here for games. So they probably have long, extended like road trips every other week, and it would just I, I just think that'd be a mess, especially yeah. with with yeah with the hockey season. But I would say Mexico because um, I don't know I feel like they're already going to try to get a game there with Austin Matthews and everything, and so maybe maybe Mexico City that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Luke, what about you? Yeah, I don't see it happening anytime soon. But yeah, I agree with Chris. I could see it maybe in Mexico. That'd be nice. Awesome. That would be a lot of fun. Yep. All right, hold on. I'm getting the questions up. <laughs> I sent one in the group chat, by the way. Okay. I sent the tweet, so go vote. You have until Thursday night. All right. I'll do... Uh... I'll this is kind of why I wanted you to like trade off because like I don't want to introduce my own question. Like, oh, okay, okay. It's like directed at me, like you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, I'll do. Uh, I'll do the one from our friend Richie. Uh, he asks, "Would you have traded Trevor Zegras in a Jack Eichel deal to Buffalo?" No, because I think no. given what he ended up going for, I don't think we would have even needed to include Trevor Zegras. No. So and yeah, I, I just say, I would say no there. Yeah. I mean, even when that was the rumor when that was all happening with, with Eichel with the surgery and everything and the ducks were mentioned a few times. I know a lot of Sabres fans were like, Oh, you gotta give us Eichel and I was I was saying no from the beginning. I'm like, We're not if that's the asking price, you just say no. Like you just move yeah. on. Yeah. And it was like, oh, just... both Zegris and Drysdale. It's like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it totally makes sense. um yeah so no i i would i wouldn't even think it would have needed trevor's egress um at the time mason mctavish i mean in hindsight 
still probably no but at the time i feel like that would have been a little bit of a different conversation but yeah right now no um cool um okay so this next one comes from our friend barry um he says ask later arrivals do any of our current or do you think any of our current prospects or young players eventually end up breaking getzloff's franchise points record i say no uh, i because I, I think that's counting on a lot of these i think that's counting on for any of these guys keeping it close a lot of these guys having to be career ducks Mm-hmm. And I, true, I, true. I'm just not sure you can assume every single one of these guys is going to be a career duck. You just, you just never know. There's too many uncertainties mm-hmm. throughout an NHL player's career. Um, it, it's really just hard to predict what's going to happen in like, you know, six, seven, eight years. No, you never, you never really know. So I would say no. Okay. I say no. I would also say no. I just, yeah. I, I don't see yeah. that happening. Yeah. Same. Yeah. All right, I'm going to get this one from Jake Rudolph because it's a long one and it's a two-parter, kids. It's a two-parter. Oh, two-parter? Oh, it's a two-parter. Okay. Oh, uh, includes... Savannah, uh, Savannah says that Lucas Do- uh, that uh, Lucas Dostal could break the points record. Um, yeah, we did forget about him. That's true. He could definitely pull it off. It's... Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jake Rudolph says that he, he said, I sit here on a sunny, on a sunny Tuesday morning basking in sunlight, <laughs> having some... Overnight oats and coffee. That sounds actually pretty delicious. Wondering why does old Connor seek to divide this nation and pit young Zegris and McTavish against each other instead of working to unite? (laughs) Is Connor trying to cause a civil war? What do you have to say about that? And then I'll read the second one. Well, I'm going to continue my thing. I'm not being divisive. (laughs) I am simply just making sure... That other prospects, other than Zegris, are getting their well-deserved flowers. <laughs> I, this all started because in the Crash the Pond Discord, one day I just simply asked, hey, does anybody think there's a situation where McTavish ends up being a, a better player than Zegris? And, mm-hmm. oh, people did not like that for whatever reason. <laughs> Everyone accused me of trying to divide them. When everyone getting so mad that I could have suggested that, means that they don't feel that McTavish could ever be good, which I was just like, why can't they, why can't they both be really good and McTavish just be a little bit better? I don't see why that is Mm -hmm. such a problem to potentially suggest. If anything, I think that's a great problem to have, to have a 1A, 1B. Yeah, 100%. I just think it's, I just think personally, I think it could potentially be a little bit more likely that McTavish sticks as a 1C. Okay. That doesn't yeah. mean that Zegers is like worse. It doesn't mean that like you know that he's bad. I think they're both very, very, very good players. I just think the way McTavish plays, I just think he maybe could, you know, yeah, stick down there long term because McTavish is not a guy. You know, we kind of kind of touched on it a little bit before. You know, McTavish is not a player where if you bring in a Connor Bedard, you bring in a a Leo Carlson who also plays center, you're not pushing McTavish out to the wing. If you yeah. decide to load up your top two lines and not run just all three down the middle, and you decide to throw Bedard at center and that McTavish at center, somebody's moving to the wing and throwing Zegers on a wing there, if you're factoring in a Connor Bedard or an Adam Fantilli or a Leo Carlson, th- 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 that's not that big of a deal. So I just mm-hmm. think when you're just looking at what could happen down the road, I just think taking those situations into account and how more flexible other players are, 
Yeah. I think I think McTavish is just the more well-rounded center. I honestly agree. And, mean, it's, and, and, yeah. and again, it's no slight on Zegers. Like, no, <laughs> like that's my boy. Everyone's, everyone's saying I hate Zegers as I own a Trevor Zegers jersey and do not own a McTavish jersey yet. But that's you know. my boy, my good time, my my good time Connor boy. Does, Connor doesn't know puck. I'm I'm sure Seth. <laughs> All right. So overall, the answer is: Is Connor trying to cause a civil war? No. No. He's trying to prevent a witch hunt. I'm being. I'm being. No, it's not even that. I'm being Judas by the <laughs> Crash the Pond Discord. I'm being Judas. I'm. I'm simply. <laughs> I simply asked a question and and and. Uh, an innocent question, really, a couple yeah. weeks ago, and and, and you folks, got jumped. Sad. I won't name names, but I will name names. But <laughs> folks like Jake and Appa, and you know, decided, and our buddy Lewis over here decided to, you know, decided to make a little bit themselves, and this has yeah. now turned into a monster that I cannot <laughs> escape from. So, no, always uh, I'm innocent. It's everybody else's fault. Um, yeah. Don't want to point fingers, but you're nope. all a problem. I don't want to point fingers, but it's not my fault, and it's all. <laughs> all right. So the okay. second, the second part of that is also non-hockey question. What is the best type of bread? Hundred percent sourdough. Sourdough, sourdough yeah, choice. but I also feel like it kind of depends on the situation. Like, am I just having bread with butter? Am I like, is this like sandwich bread? Is this? Hmm. Let's say it's I for. Would... Let's say it's for a sandwich. I, I think I'm still going sourdough because like making a sourdough grilled cheese, like making a yeah, that's actually there's yeah. nothing really better than like fresh sourdough. Yep, I kind of like potato bread. Ooh, yeah, potato bread's good. Yeah, that might be my favorite. Yeah, yeah. and now that we're on that topic, I actually bought some uh, Biscoff cookie butter the other day. Ooh. Had it on some toast today. Delicious. Ooh. Blew my mind. Okay. I felt like that that uh, gif of that dude eating a, a chicken wing and his eyes are like bulging out of his head. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was me this morning. Nice. Nice. It was wonderful. Nice. So, yeah, right. Thank you, Jake Rudolph, for that. Yeah, I guess. Thank you, Jake. The whole grain wheat bread shit sucks. Hey, now, I eat that. No, that's a bad take. <laughs> um this one goes out to uh, our favorite, uh, our favorite little savvy. <laughs> favorite little savvy. This is her question. This is her question. Oh, I like this one. She said, and I guess this is the JD topic of the week. I guess it can but, be. Yeah. Uh, she says you're stuck on an island for seven days. I assume you have to escape the, the island. I don't know, or you're just on the island. Uh, you're stuck on the island for seven days. You can choose one of the following ducks to join you. Mason McTavish, Trevor Zegris, or Jamie Drysdale? Who do you choose and why? Uh, I'll let you two go first. She says in the chat, you can just die there. Oh, God. Okay, well, in that case, I'm trying to get off the island. So (laughs) I'm picking Mason McTavish because I feel like nothing will get accomplished with Zegris or Drysdale. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) That's my There's no way I'm trusting Zegris to get me off an island. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Lou? Um, I guess Z just for the com- comedic relief. Okay, so at least you laugh until you die. That's that's yeah, that's good. Yeah, good way to go out. I'm gonna agree with Connor. 
and say McTavish because what is he like 19 now, but he looks like a grown man. Like, I feel like he could just, he's a man. He's 40. He's, he's a man. He's 40. I just feel like he has that look where I would be like trying to go catch fish. I'd be like building my own, making my own fishing rod. And he would just rip his shirt off, jump in the water and catch a fish in his mouth. Like, I just feel like he'd be very, he would do well out, <laughs> out in the wilderness. Um, it's McTavish. Um, the reasons why I wouldn't have Zegris or Drysdale with me is because Zegris, the problem would be is that he talked too much and it would drive me insane. And I'd probably like just walk into the water and not stop. <laughs> but then, but then Drysdale, I think he would, he wouldn't talk enough. So you'd feel like you were there alone and it would just be awkward. And you guys would be like staring at each other, which would also make me want to walk straight into the water. So I'm going with McTavish. McTavish is a guy that I feel like I could build a raft with to get off. <laughs> Yeah, so my pick. My pick. He's is the guy. He's the guy that would build you that kind of tent that we were talking about that you'd find at Dick's. He would build it from you know in the wilderness with sticks. It's one hundred percent McTavish. You could over there. <laughs> okay, Connor's dying. Are we good? I unplugged my mic somehow. I don't know how that worked, but okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, so next, yeah. next question. Um, this comes from our friend Olivia, but a different Olivia. It's two turn Olivia on Twitter. Okay. Okay. Uh, she asked, what's everyone's favorite TV show and movie? So my answer for TV show is going to be boring because like I am like the worst person when it comes to watching TV shows. Like I've seen nothing. <laughs> oh wow like my favorite i have not watched breaking bad all the way through i have not watched game of thrones all the way through like i'm just i'm terrible at it mm-hmm. like i'd watch sports and then i watch like <laughs> stuff while i fall asleep to go to bed okay and typically that's like something stupid like family guy because like it's not really anything you have to pay attention to like you just sit there on your phone and have it on in the background and you look up every once in a while and go oh ha 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 and then you fall asleep yeah, that's that's kind of yeah. how I am with uh, King of Queens. I'll yeah, go to right. sleep to it a lot. Like, I've literally seen nothing. <laughs> Vikings <laughs> is the only show I've seen all the way through. Uh, not the only show, but it's, like, my favorite my favorite TV show. Definitely oh, Vikings. Okay. I, if anybody has not watched Vikings, I definitely, I definitely I need to, recommend it. I need to get it. around so, like, to that. Boring answer, Family Guy, just because I have it on all the time because it's just, like, stupid crap, but... Mm-hmm. like that real was, tv real tv show I, I i would say vikings okay that was on a history channel right i think i didn't watch it like when it was first being aired but oh, gotcha. i've now like re re-watched it a couple times and rewatched a bunch of it when i was flying back and forth from greece too gotcha. so Ooh, when he was coming flying from greece all right, Luke, you want to go? Uh, the one on Jake said. Jake says his internet is suddenly working. Jake, you want to you want to just hop in for the last few questions? Yeah, we, after this one, we just got like two yeah, more. I mean, yeah, I mean, why not? You can hop in while Lou's answering. Oh, look at there he is. Hello, hello. Hey, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> He's I'm like, I like look at my screen. And I'm like, wait, everybody's high def again. <laughs> he has risen. 
the Christmas miracle. Right. We uh we uh, we snuck you in at the end here. Perfect. All right, Jake, you got it. You got to go. Favorite TV show and movie. Oh shit! I was I was kind of half paying attention. Oops. Well, um, Luke can Luke can go before you if you want. Yeah, 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 go, yeah. We'll, go, we'll go, go ahead go while you while you think. Uh, favorite all time, probably The Sopranos. Okay, I love yeah, that, that, I love that makes that sense. Yeah. Um, but I'm rewatching Boardwalk Empire. I'm on the second season now. Okay, I, love that show I haven't watched. I haven't watched that one yet. I need to get around to that too. How many seasons Great does show. it have? Uh. Five, I believe. Five, okay. Steve Buscemi's in it. I love him. <laughs> and then movie, probably dodgeball. Dodgeball. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Did you want me to go, Jake? Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. just go last. All right. So I'll, I'll start with movie. Um, I usually I usually stick to comedies. And I, I, I really like Paul Rudd. So it's either I Love You, Man, or This Is 40. They're both very good. They're just very long movies because it's a Judd Apatow movie. And every single one of his is like two hours long. But um, I would probably say one of those two. Um, TV show, it used to be Breaking Bad. It still is. Like, it still kind of is. But Ozark kind of took over. Um, I'm honestly in love with that show. I, I've watched it from start to finish like two times so far and I'm probably going to do it again. Um, which also, you know, that has Jason Bateman who I also love in that show. So I'd probably say that I do have a show <laughs> that, um, I actually just finished season three and I didn't think I'd like it until I started watching it. And for some reason I just watched the whole, like the all three seasons and it's Emily in Paris. <laughs> don't know why, dude. I really enjoyed that show. <laughs> Netflix show, by the way, if you don't know, go check it out. <laughs> All right, all right. Wow, wow, <laughs> Ida. Um, I mean, I kind of feel like Breaking Bad's like the last one I really watched and I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of lump Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul together, even though they were like two completely different shows. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, but the overarching story is kind of the same. Yeah, um. Movie wise, I I mean I can't really like pin it on one because I feel like I have different genres that I watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I had to say like one of each, like if I had to go like a comedy, horror, like whatever, terrifier, I'd have. To, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it's, it's a, something. It's a fun watch. Yeah. I mean, I have to agree with Lou. Like, if you're looking comedy wise, it has to be Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. Dodgeball is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, Johnny loves Chachi. <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of Jason Bateman, he's there calling. is uh, one movie I could just watch all like all the time. Would probably be The Dark Knight. Okay. I always loved that movie as a kid, and it's I mean, it still holds up years later. Yeah, that's a good one. Horror movie wise, that's like more of what I watch. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'm probably I'd probably have to say The Devil's Rejects from Rob Zombie. Oh, okay, yeah. But I also say that because I appreciate the bonus stuff that's on the DVD that shows how he made the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I like stuff like that. And yeah, it's a good movie, and the bonus features are cool. So I'm just gonna go with that. Okay. Did you, <laughs> did you did you watch any of the Rob Zombie Halloween? Yes, and they get an unfair rap. 
but I think so too. I, I do like the first one a lot. The second one was kind of weird. Um, I felt like it was kind of all over the place, but I did enjoy the first one a lot. I mean, some of the, I mean, his mom being a stripper is kind of weird, but yeah. there's, there's, there's some questionable things, but I mean, it's a movie about a, a killer. Like he yeah. kills people. It's kind of like, what did you expect? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I see it also from the lens of like people shit on like the prequels and sequels of the Star Wars movies. And it's like, okay, it's hard to make a movie was made like 30 years ago mm-hmm. and like you know stuff's changed since then yeah but i don't know let's just those are good choices though yeah yeah all right, all right two questions left which one you want to ask kana uh let's go to uh this one this one comes from our good pal Haley from over at what the Chell. Uh, yeah they just released a new uh, episode uh today go check them out uh episode five yeah shout out to shout out Haley and Nat great yeah. uh, great supporters Haley great, Nat. great supporters great friends of the show uh so Haley's question is what is everybody's favorite <laughs> form of potato potatoes remember when Lou didn't know they were called spuds <laughs> you do that was, like episode, that was like episode five yeah that's a call back to the, the early days <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I mean I think the ultimate form of a potato is a French fry for me. But I love me some tots, man. But like a good baked potato, it's good too. Oh man, sweet, sweet potato potatoes. fries. Oh yeah, you know, sweet potatoes. I like baked potatoes, but I kind of feel like they're a little overrated. Yeah, I kind of agree too. I just I just feel like not a lot of places do them right. So like yeah. The margin for error with a baked potato is very high. I like Wendy's is baked potato. Yeah. They have baked potatoes. Yeah. You didn't know that? No. It's really? not great, but they oh, have apologies. Some, I'm, I'm getting some <laughs> spicy nugs at Wendy's. I'm not I'm not getting a fucking baked potato. Yeah, I only get that like <laughs> once in a great while anyways. But I'm like if I go baked potato, I'm going more like a, a sweet baked potato because i like when they have like the cinnamon on there when it's like nice and hot and melted Ooh, yeah so yeah that's good. what i like, like yeah not with like the sour cream and the bacon like yeah just, no, no, like, no. i'd rather yeah so i'd say a french fry or like a really good hash brown cake yeah like the trader joe's ones pop them in the Jesus. air fryer oh. yeah man oh. I, I don't that's a hard question because i like them all and i they're like all my children i can't pick a favorite <laughs> I, I prefer like the shredded hash browns to the patties, but a good McDonald's hash brown is pretty yeah. fire. Agreed. It's true. Super hot with that like super salty McDonald's ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice and greasy. You could feel you could feel like the the oil crackling on your lips just because it's fucking caked in it. Get it all over your steering wheel, like all over your all over your phone screen, like wiping it on your face because exactly. you're having to wipe crumbs off your face. Clogging up your pores. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great yeah. times. Um since well, we're Jake, topic, you wanna Jake, you wanna you wanna do the last one? Oh yeah, you could definitely do the last one. I would right? say fries. I got we, gotta, we, gotta let, we gotta let Jake host at least like one. Nobody asked. <laughs> okay. Lou's mad. Lou's mad you skipped him again. Oh fuck. I'm so sorry, Lou. I thought I thought we were debating. Here. Look at the way he's looking at the screen. He's pissed. Um, <laughs> I'd probably say uh, fries. Fries. I'll tell you what, potato potato sex is tater tots. 
Who did yeah. you touch your ass, man? What? Wait, what just happened? <laughs> I thought I was agreeing with him for a second. <laughs> for, a second I, for a second, I thought he said potato sex. And then I said, said oh, pot- no, he said sucks. And then I and oh, then okay. That's potato. what I thought I heard, too. <laughs> I literally thought. Said, they're literally just hash browns in a different shape. No, I, they're not. They're not good. I'm sorry. I literally thought you said. You know what potato? You know what potato is? Sex tater tots, and I was like, "Oh yeah, for sure." And then you're like, "Tater tots suck." We almost went a full episode without you saying something stupid. See, Savannah, it it didn't wait. It didn't have to wait till next week. It it happened this episode. <laughs> he spoke too soon. That's just when you counted him out. <laughs> Christ. So so, which is the last one I'm reading? Uh, the very last one. Heather's or Ryan's? Yeah, Heather's. Oh, oh, we, Heather, we, oh yeah. Do uh, do Heather's and Ryan's. We we still have both. Okay. Hebus Debus asks us, uh, what is the superior <laughs> seltzer flavor? And I feel this is very open ended because anything but a truly is pretty good. Um, I'm thinking like just like stuff you can buy at the store. I'm not thinking like a brewery specific like yeah. She yeah. wants us to say Huckleberry Seltzer, well, which know, is a I'm great thinking, choice. But it's a great never, choice. I've but never like, had it. So, what about our listeners that don't live in SoCal? They can't get Brewery X stuff. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, for um, me, I'm kind of a sucker for just a black cherry white claw, but I do like the black cherry and the lime high noons as well. Okay. Honorable mention. Honorable mention to the lemon lime Topo Chico Seltzer. I was going to say the Topo Chicos, regardless of flavor, are like my favorite ones. The Topo Chicos are pretty fire. If you have not tried the Topo Chico seltzers yet, I cannot because I'm on 75 hard right now and I can't drink until March 17th. So <laughs> Also, re- enjoy, re- enjoy responsibly if you are uh, overage, please. Enjoy for me while I am well, yeah. doing this challenge. I got two more months because days of 17th. Oh, yeah, you're right. Exactly two months. Well, Wait, so you're right. done like on, isn't that St. Patrick's Day? That's kind of. I think so. Yeah, we kind of fitting. That's kind of why we were like, yeah, let's like do it on January 2nd or something. Oh, God. Like, that makes like St. Patrick's like we can have kind of one big party. And you know, so what a what a freak. Look at this yeah. guy. It's, it's not, it wasn't my, I'm doing it with a group of buddies. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Chris is being judgmental. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you freak. I'm sorry. You're doing a great job. I applaud you. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> well, our last one is from Ryan. <laughs> Lou, you don't drink. Do you drink? Yeah, oh, yeah the best seltzer. The best seltzer water is a uh, no seltzer water. Okay. <laughs> All right. It I do like a black like cherry. Though. Sweat. I've only ever had um, white claw though, but I do like some like the white claw surf ones. I like those. Those are pretty good. Yeah. You got to go to Target, get some Topo Chico's, and then report back to us, please. Okay, I will have That's, it. That Topo is your Chico, homework. Topo Chico's are very good. And, and okay. I, feel like, I feel like Jenny would probably like them too, Chris. So. Uh, okay. Shout out Topo Chico. Hey, maybe that's the other sponsor we can try and, try and land. You if know. anyone involved with them is listening, you're next. <laughs> some lose betting corner brought to you by Topo Chico. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, so I was very perfect. lost when you guys when you guys brought that up. I was like, "Wait, what? Lose sports betting now?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 
Okay, Ryan asks us his normal clusterfuck of a question. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but he starts it as as Ryan does, and yeah, shout out Ryan for continuously doing this to us and making us confused. But he <laughs> starts it with saying, "Club sandwiches perhaps are the peak of humanity, the purity of existence." Mm, bacon. <laughs> So anyways, by way of collaboration with at NFDevils25 on Twitter, which I believe is his friend Noah, mm-hmm. um, says, we would like to know how the chat would describe the following. And he has four options for us, mm-hmm. but it, typed out, he has 2024. Our options. <laughs> and this is just how our mind, I guess he's asking how our minds would read this, but okay. option A is 0024. Mm-hmm. Option B is 2024. That one. There's no other, <laughs> there's no other answer. <laughs> Third one is double zero double four. And then D is 2044. 100% so get, B. 100% it's B. B. Two zero two four. Yeah, yeah. Because you would say zero zero four four. Like nobody talks like that. I know who does that. There's a there's literally a Family Guy bit where like <laughs> Peter's on the phone with Consuela and he's like trying to give her a phone number. Oh yeah. And he's like, he's like two five three, and she's like, okay, so five five three two fives, and he's like, no, five. <laughs> he's like, no. The number's two five three, and he's and she's okay. So two fives. No. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's two zero two four. It's B. Yeah, hundred percent. I feel like when I, I had read, read this, it a couple times. When I read this at work, I was just like, "What Common Core math book is Ryan taking this from, and why is he still doing Common Core math?" Oh my! God. I was I was staring Please at don't. it. I was staring at it for at least three minutes. I'm like, "Is this like? Is this a trap?" Like I thought maybe we, like we were gonna expose ourselves to being like really stupid i mean that very well could be his intention maybe the only He's time will bit, tell when he listens to the episode evil. when he listens to the episode tomorrow we'll definitely find out yeah for sure um since that's all the questions i was gonna see if you guys wanted to uh bring up our thing that we talked about with the burrito stuff yeah oh okay. yeah no and then and then chris you gotta uh you gotta uh, reveal what's coming next week for episode 32. Okay, yeah. Let's not forget that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, we have talked about having our own little fun here with a burrito review. Um, Me, Connor, and Jake are going to do breakfast burritos, I think, and Lou's is going to be doing normal burrito because he can't have any fun and put an egg on anything. Still think that's um, shit. He needs to do what everybody does, but, but he won't. That's the thing. He holds it like he'll he'll. I don't know. He he won't he won't eat it. I'd rather lick a wall than eat a breakfast burrito. That's dramatic. You need to come out here, <laughs> and I'll get you this breakfast burrito that I'm obsessed with, and it has chorizo in it. And I Just, would politely decline. I'm gonna trick you into eating it then. But um, so we're thinking about doing this where. Whenever we can, and it's not going to be like a weekly thing. I mean, it, it could start that way. I don't know. I don't know if we plan on getting a breakfast. Like one of us plan on getting a breakfast burrito, like switch off weeks or whatever happens. But like whenever we get it, our plan is to like post a picture of it on uh, LAP's Twitter account, maybe maybe Instagram as well. And then it's like a picture of it. 
um, where it's from, and then we're going to give it a rating. Um, we don't, I, we haven't decided if we're going to do like, instead of stars, we're either going to do five lose. It's five <laughs> lose. So we're, we're not choosing anything else. It has to be five, lose. five lose cause... over the, over the five seals. Our, our bit with food is very Lou centric. So it's gotta be five lose. Okay. Five lose out of five. So, <laughs> so our wonderful friend, uh, Savannah said that she would try to make us a graphic. So we're gonna have to send her a picture of Lou. <laughs> so we'll have to we'll have to we'll have to have a good one. To Use send the her Angel Game picture. Yes, it has to be the Angel Game one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we'll have to send it. So yeah, that'll that'll be fine. Like I'll send I said, it to the group chat right now. Okay, but yeah, that'll be fine. Like I said, I'm not sure how consistent it'll be. It'll just be whenever we're getting a breakfast burrito. So yeah, be on the look for that. That'll be a little fun. Nice, cool, cool. And then next week. Got some guests coming, don't we, Chris? We have, yeah. We have two very, very good guests coming next week for to celebrate episode 30. So, next, I think we're recording next Wednesday. So, Wednesday night here on Twitch, we will have our friends Shelby and Aaron from the She Talks Hockey podcast uh, to help us, you know, like I said, celebrate episode 30. It should be a lot of fun. They're, they're great people. Um, if you haven't listened to the episode that Connor and I were on, go listen to that because that was a lot of fun and um, excited to. Yeah, that was a fun have, one. Yeah, it was, it was. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. So it, it, it's going to be nice to have it on ours now too, and we can talk to them more. And then you know, we'll have Lou and and Jake with us. So should be a blast. I hope everyone is yeah. is excited for it at least as much as we are. Like I was, mm-hmm. you know, Lou brought it up wanting to get a special guest for episode thirty, and it turned out to you know. She talks hockey. It's perfect. So very excited. And they're coming to our turf now. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta gotta prepare your hottest food takes, ladies, (laughs) because God knows that's all we talk about with how bad the season's been. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, maybe, maybe uh, you know, and especially if you know how the ducks are playing, kind of just continues along this trend between now and next week, you know, it, it'll just kind of be a lot of the same talks. Maybe, maybe we kind of do a little bit of a different episode structure and kind of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, topics, I you know? feel like we'll keep it very loose next week and just yeah. try to try to keep it uh nice and fresh instead of just like, Hey, so how about them ducks and how bad they are? Yep. Yeah. Yep. This happened and that happened. Okay. Let's talk about food. <laughs> <laughs> Well, before we sign off, since uh, my internet was silencing me earlier, I do I I, I wanted to to say something because I didn't get to say it uh, when you guys were talking about the ducks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I kind of feel like we're at this point in the season where everyone just needs to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> There's tweets about sending Zegers to the AHL, even though he. Has oh. the most goals on the team and almost the, the the most points on the team. Don't even get me started with that one. And there is a lot of <laughs> finger pointing. I thought it was fake. I thought that tweet was like a joke for a second, but then a, apparently that guy was serious. Yeah, he was. Well, he <laughs> um, sure was. But but where I'm going with this is this is also this is also point of the season where there's a lot of finger pointing from the the pessimists online. And granted, I like being a contrarian too and saying oh yeah i knew they were going to be bad 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's easy to do that, you know. Yeah. Um, but there has been a lot of finger wagging and pointing of, well, a lot of people were saying that they were going to be good and they were going to do this this season. Yeah, that was that was directed at one of our buddies over there on the other podcast, another dog's podcast. And we were guilty of it too. Beginning of the season, we literally all thought that they would be in the hunt for at least the second wild card spot. We all talked about it. But not even, I mean, not, I mean, not even, not even just that, just like, you know, it, from what I recall, I think we were all in agreement that we could be pushing for a wild card spot, but there was a whole lot of shit that had to go right. It wasn't like, oh, it's a shoe in. They're going to be pushing. It's like, hey, this is def- This could be within the well- within the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. A lot of this has to go right. Now, none of that has gone right, and then even more shit has gone wrong. <laughs> where other people have now, you know, where we have now been like, yeah, you know, hey, we got this wrong. We kind of overestimated what this team is going to be. Underestimated how much Dallas Aikens was actually going to impact this team. So. Well, that's yeah. kind of where I was going with it is like, you know what? We just all need to sit back, take a breath and be like, because all it does is it's, it's just more like at the end of the day, like what, what it's not productive. Yeah. Like <laughs> we know things are bad. Yeah. Okay. You know, everyone thought we were going to be better. Everyone's guilty of having a little hope, but at the same time, like, we're fucking sports fans. You want your team to win. Yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to say that because it, it was very annoying to see that this week. Yeah. So it's like, okay. You know, I, I, I could barely get my internet to work half the time to come on and say that. Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. And, that, and that notion that, like, if you were wrong about something, it means, like, for the rest of the season, like, you're not allowed to have an opinion. Like, no. <laughs> like, no. Like, fuck off. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't. Don't ever just don't be that person. Like, yeah, we're all Ducks fans. Everyone's allowed to have their opinion. Just we're all we're all just trying to deal with a, a tanking season with a, with a historically bad season. It's just kind yeah. of the way it goes. And just remember, every, everybody just go everybody go pour themselves a stiff liquor drink and throw on Connor Bedard highlights and just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's one way of saying it, but yes. <laughs> but it but, yeah. I, it needed to be said because I was sitting here the whole time just like uh, I was vibrating. Fucking say something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm glad you uh, were able to get on and say that because it totally slipped my mind. But um, You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So next week she talks hockey. <laughs> Shelby, come on down. The collab part two. It'll be uh next Wednesday night, the 25th. So come and join Shout us. Out she talked hockey. Should be a lot of fun. Yep. But yeah, that, that's yeah. pretty much that's pretty much it. Um, like I said earlier, you know, make sure you're following us everywhere. Twitter, Instagram at Later Rivals Pod. Follow inside the rink on uh Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, if you find any of the uh, podcasts or writers from inside the rink that you like, give them a follow, go support them. Um, everyone there has been really, really nice and welcoming to just about, I mean, not just about, but everyone that uh, joins the network. So please go support all of our good friends over there. Yep. And uh, yeah, hopefully we have some big news to maybe break by next Wednesday while Shelby and Aaron are on here. 
But maybe. Well, maybe. 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 We'll You'll have to tune in. You motherfuckers yeah. are going to have to come back and watch us next week. Yeah, please. Please do so we don't, you know, Connor doesn't yell at us. <laughs> mm-hmm. I oh. might have to. I might have to. I might have to raise <laughs> my goddamn voice. <laughs> well, that is it from us. I, I can't say I did much productive this episode, but, you know, <laughs> you, you, guys sound, you guys sounded great through the... Uh, bits i could hear when my internet was fighting in yeah. the trenches you were, you glad, were we, great. Glad, we, uh, glad we snuck you in here yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad hey, we had time to bring you on for a second second half of the episode kind of pod you know yeah um we just we were uh, we were uh, we were just bringing you out of the bullpen yeah <laughs> we, we we felt your vibes through the the zoom chat so you truly powered us to where wow. we where we got here we uh, we you brought mean, Jake in. We brought Jake in to close. You mean when I accidentally spelled caps as C pass? C pass. All right. Well, we'll see you next week, twenty fifth. See you guys. Wednesday night. We will be there, and you should too. See you then. Peter Tots are mid. No, look at my uh, Polish flag. Oh yeah. Look at that. It's beautiful. Nice. Look at the eagle. Sick. Polska. Sick. Yeah. All right. See you later. Bye. Peter Tots still mid. <laughs>